Welcome to our latest edition of Hidden Tracks, Stories from BART. I'm Chris Filippi, and this time I'm speaking with Tom Radulovich, who's the outgoing president of the BART Board of Directors. Radulovich was first elected to the BART Board back in November of 1996 as the representative for the 9th District, which includes many stations in San Francisco. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for doing this, Chris. Yeah, 20 years on the BART Board is quite a run, among the longest in our district's history. What drove your decision to run the first time? Uh, well, it uh, you know if you ask my mother, she'll uh, remind me that uh, and remind you that uh, I was interested in trains from a very early age, from age three. But but I think more immediately it was cities. I um, uh, grew up in Southern California, moved to the Bay Area in 1985, and just kind of fell in love with Berkeley, Oakland, San Francisco, the the, the Bay Area cities. Growing from someplace some so suburban and coming from someplace so car oriented. Uh, I got really interested in what makes cities livable, what can make them sustainable, and, and uh, public transportation is certainly a big part of that. So I think it was my interest in cities that motivated me uh, to run for this board. Uh, I didn't know a whole lot about public transportation. I believe I've, I've, I've learned a lot in 20 years being here, but I, I still think in many ways transportation is um, uh, a means, not an end. Uh, the end really is livability. Uh, and uh, kind of creating great places where people can thrive, you know, people can uh, work and live and uh, enjoy themselves. Yeah. Talk about your decision this time around to not run for re-election. Sure. I, I just, uh, you know, I ask myself this every four years uh, when I have to run, you know, do you want to do this for another four years? And, and this time the answer was different. This time the answer was no, 20 years is enough. Uh, I feel like uh, leaving on a high note, was very happy to see Measure RR pass. Of course, I, I didn't know it was going to pass when uh, I made the decision. But uh, I felt like a lot of the things that I tried to set in motion here, at least, uh, are, 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 are moving uh, in the right direction. And uh, I also feel like I've got a great team of colleagues that are going to carry on that work. Yeah, and you mentioned Measure RR. That was a big deal for the district, $3.5 billion for infrastructure. Talk about the importance of that and where you think it sets BART up in terms of going into the future. Sure. Uh, well, you know, BART is, is like me, kind of g getting towards middle age. It's, uh, it, it's been in operation uh, and very heavily used uh, for over 40 years now, uh, getting on 50 years, and uh, needs that big midlife infusion, that midlife overhaul of some of the original systems. So Measure R is going to pay for a lot of that. It's the train control system that we need to improve reliability, run trains a little closer together, uh, and improve our capacity. It's investments in track. It's investments in the power and electrical systems. Uh, that keep BART running. So uh, I think it's important for the reliability of the system. The Bay Area has become more reliant on BART uh, uh, over the years. In fact, uh, the ridership of BART is double what it was when I started on the board 20 years ago. So the Bay Area really depends on BART being there flawlessly, uh, reliably every day. And in order to do that, we need to reinvest uh, in the system. So it's, it's there. there's that capacity increase, there's the reinvestment. And then I think the customer experience as well. I'm speaking with outgoing BART Board President Tom Radulovich. You've long been an advocate for transit-oriented development, getting affordable housing close to our stations. How do you feel BART has done on that front? Well, it's been a mixed bag. I think we have some very successful projects. Uh, you know, whenever I go out to Pleasant Hill and see what we've done there, it's great. It's uh, There's a lot of housing. There's a affordable housing and market rate. Uh, there's shops that we've created a whole network of streets there. We've created a public space, a plaza. Uh, that's really the centerpiece of the neighborhood. So it, it's everything you want in a neighborhood. It's the idea of the 10-minute neighborhood. So everything you want is within walking distance, including transit that will take you uh, a huge number of places in the Bay Area. 
Other transit-oriented developments have fallen a little short. They've got one of those aspects right. So uh, I think uh, you know we have a lot of work to do. One of the things that we'll be discussing um, this week uh, at BART is our transit-oriented development policy and how to move it forward. I'm sure you hear a lot from transit advocates. They're interested in a second Transbay tube. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I think we'll ultimately need one. I, I don't know if it should be just BART or even BART at all. Um, one of the ideas I'm really intrigued with is uh, extending Caltrain uh, to downtown San Francisco, which is the plan, and then maybe bringing that over to the East Bay, connecting it to the Capitol cor Corridor Line and, and uh, actually interweaving these two systems. I, you know, I, I look to other cities. I look, what's New York doing? What's London doing? What's, uh, what, what are they doing? And, and a lot of cities are, are trying to turn their commuter rail systems into uh, reg what they call regional metro. And I think that's the vision for Caltrain. Uh, I've been on the Capital Corridor board for years. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do with Capital Corridor is you know increase the frequency, increase its range, and all of that. So, so I think we'll need that second crossing. I don't need. I think we need to think out of the BART box. You know, often you know it, this is BART. If you ask, uh, you know, what's the answer? They'll say BART without really understanding what the question is. I think if we look co closely at the question, we, we you know we'll come up with an answer. Now that's. I feel like that's many years away. You know, we, we've got some incredible challenges just sustaining what we have, obviously. We, we had a big step this November. Uh, and uh, that's going to be a major undertaking for the region. So I'm um, you know, hoping that, you know, there'll be a lot of planning and thinking, including some, you know, it's a kind of a cliche, but some outside-the-box thinking uh, about what that tube uh, should be, what services it should carry, and so on. You know, the possibility, it could be a four-bore tube, you know, so it could be high-speed rail and Caltrain on one level, BART on another. Uh, BART, because of some peculiarities of its design, you know, isn't interoperable uh, with other rail systems. But uh, things like high-speed rail, commuter rail, intercity rail like Amtrak can all operate together. So that's something to think about, too, is, is you know, do we want to have that flexibility? in a trans Transbay crossing and allow all those different services um, as well as BART uh, to operate. So um, it's going to be a big conversation for the Bay Area, one I hope to stay involved in and engaged in as it rolls forward over the over the next decade. Yeah, and that's the thing when it comes to public transit for you, too, is you're not going anywhere. I mean, you're still very involved in this. I, I know you're involved with a group in San Francisco, Livable City, public advocacy group. So, I mean, you have plans, it, it sounds like, going forward. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, this is what I love. I was working on these issues and uh, was engaged in all these questions, um, you know, very actively and very intently before I was a BART director and will stay engaged afterwards. So uh, it's, it's, it's what I love, and I, I'm really thankful. Uh, that the people in my district uh, gave me the opportunity to do this, to represent them and be their advocate uh, on this board. And, uh, you know, very thankful that my colleagues uh, showed their trust in me by making me president um, twice uh, in the last five years. So uh, uh, it's, been a, it's been an incredible opportunity for me, and I'm very thankful for it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll carry on this work, uh, but in, in another context. I'm speaking with outgoing board president Tom Radulovich. You, you've been president during some challenging times when it comes to labor relations. How difficult was that for you, especially in 2013 when we had some strikes? Yeah, very. It, uh, we had just got to impasse, um, and you know the the tension around that uh, settlement was. I, I just couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand all of the emotions. Um, and so, yeah, it was very difficult uh, getting all the way through that and getting to an agreement. I, I feel like the agreement that we got to uh, was a tough one to get to for both parties, uh, but is ultimately one that we've been able to live with. It's been productive for the system. And in fact, uh, when both parties came together, we said, well, this is actually a reasonable framework, and we extended that agreement. 
uh, earlier this year. So uh, it was terrible getting there, uh, but it wasn't necessarily a bad agreement. Uh, what I hope this district will continue to work on is, you know, never doing that again. Uh, so, you know, we really need to, you know, labor relations have been fraught since I've been here and since before I was here, you know, actually the, the first year that I was on this board, there was a strike. So, um, and the every four years, you know, people not knowing whether Bart's gonna be running or not uh, the next day is just something we, we have to end. When you look back at your time, what accomplishments are you most proud of? Uh, well, I, I think the reinvestment in the core system. When I, I, when I started, I really ran because uh, I felt like Bart was neglecting uh, the urban parts of the system and the, and the urban core. Uh, it continued to do that for a long time. I was certainly a minority voice uh, for many, many years. But I feel like there's, there's appropriate attention to that. Things like uh, improving transit-oriented development is another one uh, that I'm particularly proud of. I think we, we've come a long way in that. Um, access to our system. When I came here, we just really thought about access as parking lots. Um, and now it's more multimodal. We're really thinking more seriously about walking and cycling as modes, um, coordinating a little better, not as good as I'd like, with other transit agencies to make that seamless connectivity, create one regional network where even though we have a multiplicity of operators, people can transfer easily using you know one card um, with uh, uh, coordinated fares and uh, coordinated schedules and so on. So we're taking baby steps towards that. I believe that's going to be really the challenge of the future. Um, folks, I think, you know, we, we have these over two dozen operators of transit in the Bay Area. And I, I think, you know, customers really want that to operate as one integrated system. And I think that's the, the challenge for BART, challenge for the BART board is how to make that happen. We can't tell those other transit agencies what to do, but we can, you know, we can be leaders. We can demonstrate leadership. So another thing I'm proud of is starting the BART AC Transit Committee. So uh, we have a group now of uh, BART directors and AC Transit directors that meet regularly, and we're trying to work through issues of how do we coordinate better, make it more seamless for, uh, um, for our riders, for our passengers. How, do, how can we be there for the other agency when, you know, as has happens, you know, there's, you know, either uh, there, there's service disruptions of some kind. Um, so the mutual aid aspect. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's productive. I think we're going to need to do a lot more of that. You know, we're, we're probably going to need to have more committees that are working directly with um, uh, each transit agency and, and using things like this Clipper consortium that we created with the other operators in MTC, not only just to manage that fare card, but to begin to coordinate uh, fares, schedules, all of that so it's seamless for the riders. How about the other side of that coin? Any disappointments? Well, uh, yeah, I think w one of the things that I um, learned early on, I, I went to a conference in 1997, there was a fellow named Fred Kent from Project for Public Spaces, and he says, you know, transit agencies, think of yourselves as placemaking agencies, first and foremost, and then the transit uh, is the thing that links these places to uh, one another. One of the big disappointments for me here is uh, BART just never really got the gist of making and sustaining places. You know, one of the earliest projects I worked here on, on was the, the, the plaza renovations at 16th uh, and Mission, and BART just hasn't kept those up. We just operationally um, can't get the rocks out of our game and can't coordinate the necessary functions. So, um, you know, the, from cleaning to kind of policing and activation and all of that. So, so that's something that BART has really fallen down on um, is this idea of public places at stations or even the stations as public places. Um, they're really not great 
public places. Uh, they're not great design uh, and uh, they're um, not well maintained. Uh, they don't feel safe or inviting. And so that station work is something that you know, really tried to, to accomplish here, but, but we haven't made much headway in. Uh, the other thing, of course, is that uh, kind of BART really got the message late on things like capacity enhancement and reinvestment. So we're running, we're playing catch up. You know, we really let the system run down in a lot of ways. We've let the system get overcrowded, not because there weren't voices here and mine being one of them or voices and staff saying, look, you know, if you're going to extend off the ends of the lines, you also need to reinvest in the core and reinvest in capacity. So that's also a disappointment that we, we've allowed ourselves to get here, even though we really could have seen um, that we needed to do these things in a different order. Not necessarily not do them. Um, you know, extending the system has been a, a boon to the district in some ways as well. But that needed to be balanced with the core system and the reinvestment. We didn't do that. We've really let our passengers down in that regard. So, you know, busy playing catch up right now and have been for the last few years. I think um, it will get a little worse uh, for customers and then we'll start getting better as we see the new rail cars arrive next year and then the projects that are being funded by the bond begin to improve service. But, uh, yeah, it's just disappointing for me uh, as somebody who's been here a long time that uh, we, uh, uh, we didn't see this coming around the corner and deal with it in a timely way. There are three new board members coming on in this next term. What advice would you give them? Mm-hmm. Um, well, just, uh, uh, gosh, that's a hard one. Uh, just, you know, pay attention. Absorb anything. You know, abs- uh, listen to everyone. Um, uh, read everything that comes your way. Uh, just be omnivorous in, in terms of trying to understand all the aspects of this. You know, on the one hand, you could think running a transit agency is a very specialized thing. You know, it's just for kind of a transportation nerds. But when you get into the work, you realize it really touches on huge areas, vast areas of human experience, right? We touch on uh, a lot of things, everything from an art policy to policing, which I've learned a lot about as a BART director, um, to urban design and planning, to housing policy, um, to environment and sustainability. So uh, it's connected to so many things. So I think we, uh, as directors, need to really just be generalists. You know, you you need to develop that detailed transit knowledge and the transportation knowledge because that's the huge part of what we do here. But because it's connected to so many other things, you really need to kind of, you know, just dive into all of those other connections, understand those as best you can, um, find out who the experts are that you trust, you know, who are you going to go to to get the advice about, well, what's the absolute best thing to do in those areas? And, uh, yeah, so I think just be, uh, you know, just understand that it's not just about transit. BART's a little bit different. A lot of transit agencies, they have a board that's appointed by political officials. But here, of course, everybody on the BART board is elected by the public. What do you think about that setup? Does it work? I think it does. I mean, I don't have experience in the other system of appointed boards, although my city has an appointed board. Um, I I think some of the advantages of an elected board, and there's actually two in the Bay Area, I believe the third's in Denver, uh, is, you know, we know who we work for. We do work for the writers. We don't work for the appointing officials. That sometimes creates some tension with staff. You know, we, we're the, the people's elected representatives, and we're hearing from the people that they want X and Y. Um, and staff kind of have their own list of priorities, and they feel like they're the professionals, and they're here all day. But uh, I think that accountability is important, uh, and I, I think it's helped BART uh, maintain that focus uh, on the customer experience. And, uh you know, we get these quarterly performance reports. The board really engages with those every quarter. 
uh, in terms of how we're doing. I think for transit agencies that don't have that, don't have that direct accountability, um, it's easier to get a little distance from the um, from the riders and from the users because you're accountable to your appointing official uh, or your appointing body, not necessarily to the people. Kind of a fun question here. I mean, BART covers so much area in the Bay Area and there's so much to see. Uh, be it from a train or from a platform, is there a favorite view of yours anywhere in the BART system? Um, let's see. I, yeah, it's, that is a good question. Um, I, I, uh, you know, I ride the underground parts of the system more often. I, uh, I do, and I know it's kind of a, a burden environmentally and noise-wise on the West Oakland uh, uh, community, but I do love that coming out of the Trans Bay Tube into West Oakland Station, you know, seeing the, the, the Berkeley Hills, watching them change color uh, every year, uh, you know, from sort of brown in the summer to green this time of year and then back to brown, uh, the Oakland skyline, uh, the clouds and skies. So, yeah, that, that's one particular view I love. The other one is uh, the view from uh, kind of the Berkeley Hills Tunnel uh, going out to Walnut Creek, uh, when I I just love that you can ride through Lafayette and there's a town there, but it doesn't look like it. You just see all of these uh, kind of gorgeous old oak trees and rolling hills and all of that, plus the hills uh, um, from the mouth of the tunnel into Orinda Station. So I think it's those hills and those Mount Diablo views uh, that I also love. So uh, those are two particularly pretty parts uh, of the BART system. Uh, I think in terms of a favorite station, it's Glen Park Station. You know, every time I ride through that station or walk through that station, uh, I, I do love the architecture of it. It was a fellow named Ernest Bourne uh, was the designer. And um, yeah, just the, the marble and the granite and uh, the, the way the light fills that station kind of feels almost like, you know, kind of a 1960s version of a Romanesque cathedral. So uh, so those are some of my favorite spots in the system. Yeah. Now, you were on the BART board for 20 years, so let's look into the future. 20 years from now, what are you hoping BART will look like? What are you hoping the state of the system will be? Well, I, I, I hope, again, that BART feels, um, you know, much more seamlessly integrated into a regional system. Um, you know, since I've been here, you know, we, we've definitely seen a lot of growth in that recentering in downtown San Francisco. Uh, but we need to kind of think about connecting to the South Bay. So what it'll mean is BART will hopefully adopt and uh, operate a whole bunch of different technologies. You know, we, we've been tied uh, since our inception to this one kind of particular technology that was invented for BART in the 1960s. So I think BART will need to become more multimodal, think about different modes, rail modes, and even some non-rail modes uh, to create that integrated system. So it's seamless. And whether it's BART or BART plus other operators, I think the seamlessness and that regional reach are two of the important things. I also hope that when you walk out of BART stations, any BART station anywhere, you know, you, you see a thriving, walkable community that you're someplace. You know, you're not in the middle of a parking lot or you're not um, in some, you know, kind of forlorn, you know, freeway siding, uh, but that uh, you've arrived someplace. Uh, that's going to be hard at a lot of the stations that are located in a freeway median. Uh, so how do you create places around things that, uh, you know, aren't great things to live near? Uh, so I think that idea of those, those walkable, thriving communities, uh, you know, a centered Bay Area um, growing around those BART stations is another part of um, what I'd like to see uh, for the future of BART. Outgoing BART Board President Tom Radulovich, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. And thanks to you for listening to our latest edition of Hidden Tracks, Stories from BART. You can find our podcast series on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and at our website, BART.gov.